Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with Your Mind, Your Body, Your Choice. What a beautiful day it is. It is such a beautiful day. There's so much going on in my little uh, quiet life. I just had a birthday on Saturday, um, which was phenomenal, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And I have my marathon coming up this Saturday, which is also something um, I'm going to talk about in a minute. And um, my son, I'm planning his 30th birthday. It'll be the very first birthday I have ever attended for my son and hosted for my son. So, I'm going to talk about all three of those things today and um, why it, it just means so much to me. So, let's start today. And I hope everybody's doing excellent. I hope everybody is in their right mind. And um, if you were sick yesterday, I hope you're on the mend. And if you weren't sick and you're healthy, stay that away. All right, I'm going to start with um, my birthday. So I turned 53, and um, I don't know. I've always been the type of person I believe your birthday is your day. And I've never understood people who say, I don't want anything, don't celebrate me. Um, it's your day. Now, if somebody's adamant about not being celebrated, of course, you're going to respect their wishes because you never know what somebody's been through and how doing something outside of their will might traumatize you, traumatize them, excuse me. Even if you know you're doing it from the bottom of your heart and you think they deserve the world, sometimes we have to respect those boundaries. I'm not one of those people. I think that your birthday is a chance to say thank you, Lord, for another year. A lot of people don't make it to this age. I have had friends who've passed from cancer, um, from diabetes complications. I've had a friend murdered. I have friends who uh, passed away in weird freak accidents. So thank you for allowing me to see 53. Thank you so much. And I feel like every birthday should be celebrated because that's the day you were thought of enough to be born, and I'm big on that. Now, every celebration doesn't have to be a $20,000 event. You know, even if it's just a, a little quick cake and people singing to you, or going out with a friend or a few friends or your significant other, it's a celebration still for you. It doesn't have to be the most expensive thing, and if you don't have money at all, and the people you're around don't have money. Nothing's wrong with just getting together and saying happy birthday and just being with friends or being with that significant other or going to the beach or going for a walk, going to the park, as long as it's a celebration of you and your day. And that's honestly how I feel. Now, I couldn't think of a single thing in the world I need or want. I have enough shoes to satisfy a small army. I have enough clothes to wear something different for two years straight. Um, I don't get my hair done, so I didn't need any 
you know, here's a gift certificate to get your hair done, I would have actually been insulted. Um, I, I get my nails done, but I got them done before my birthday. And I, I really am not in the makeup and so on and so forth. You know, I have a new car. So I could not think of anything I wanted. And when people asked, I would say, just send me a card because I love sincere cards. But I got some really unique gifts this year. Really unique. I got a t-shirt that says snippets and tidbits, which is a, a saying a good friend of mine has. And she always says, God gives you snippets and tidbits. And, you know, you either have to pray for more, pray for an understanding, but he always gives you these snippets and tidbits. And I've even tried to say that a couple of times on this show and messed it up. But I got a shirt now that says snippets and tidbits. Um, I don't swim. I love to go to the beach, though, and just sit there and look cute. So I put on a hat and my swimsuit. And I like swimsuit covers, you know, some kind of cover. And so my daughter made me um, a very personalized pair of pants. They're crocheted pants to wear over my sweat, uh, swimsuit and a hat to go with it. The, the gifts I got, I got four dozen roses. My daughter and a good friend sent me roses. And, you know, just the love. But I'm going to tell you what really got me and what really made me say to myself, I still got growing to do. As much as I have grown since this show started, which we are past 30 episodes. Whoop, whoop. Um, I was out of town on business and my boss kept getting me to stay longer and longer. And I told him, finally, listen, come hell or high water, I'm leaving Wednesday, my birthday, Saturday. I'm starting to celebrate Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. So I can come back in over a week, but I'm going home. And I had all this stuff planned in my head what I wanted to eat Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, which was my birthday, where I wanted to go, how I wanted to dress, how I was going to wear my hair, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But life has a way of showing you, yeah, that's not how it's going to go, right? So I get back Wednesday and I changed my mind about what I wanted. Me and my husband went out to eat. That's a good $100 bill. And we only went to Hooters, the two of us. The next day, he was like, okay, you didn't get the Jamaican food yesterday. You got chicken instead, which was supposed to be for Thursday. So do you want to go ahead and get your Jamaican? I said, well, no, we got so much Hooters left. Let's eat that. So that didn't go right. But you know what? I was happy and blessed. I'm, I'm hanging out with my old man. So then the next day, I said, you know what? Let's get the Jamaican. So he goes to a spot we haven't been to in years because it's always busy. It's open 24 hours a day. The best Jamaican food either one of us have ever had, hands down. He brings it home. We get ready to eat. And it's subpar. It's subpar. The rice was mushy. Um, and I was disappointed. But once again, I'm celebrating pre-birthday with my, my love. Let's fast forward. My aunt decided she was going to throw me a party, and I really didn't want that. I did not want it. Um, I definitely didn't want her to throw me a party. I love her immensely, but she's going through so much right now. You know, her son, my cousin, is in the hospital. He had four heart attacks. He, he's not operating on his own. You know, he's a borderline vegetable, and 
Every day she's there with him, understandably. I didn't want her to take time out from little old me, number one. Number two, I knew that there was another family birthday party going on that day, and I didn't want people to decide where they wanted to go. I wanted people to go to that party. Number three, I'd already decided my husband and I were going to this fancy restaurant where the bill would have been a couple of hundred dollars, and I was going to dress real nice, put my hair in a cute bun, put on my highest of high heels, and strut. And so I wanted what I wanted. But of course, I was like, you know what? She loves me and she wants to do this for me. How many people can honestly say somebody other than their significant other decides, you know what? I'm throwing this person a party because I love them so much. I'll pay for everything that we're doing and... I just want to celebrate them. I had to open my eyes and say, you know what? Sometimes you got to let people celebrate you. I am really not one. I'm not a celebrator. I like to celebrate other people, but I do shy away from people doing things for me. I do. I shy away from compliments. Um, at the party, one of the cousins was like, I swear, you do not look a day over 30. I know you still get carded, Auntie. You, you, you're in such great shape, and you're just naturally young-looking and beautiful. And I started complimenting his girlfriend, his wife, excuse me, because I'm still struggling with how to take compliments. You know, I joke around and say, I know I'm fly. You know, I, I don't, I know for a fact I don't look my age, but... You know, how many of us do these days? And I'm 100% natural. No no makeup, no weaves, no, um, no, my teeth are my teeth. My, my body is my body. Um, but I also know what improvements I'd like to see on myself. But I, I digress. So back to my birthday, she had the gathering for me. And even up till the time we left, I was thinking, man, I would really love to do something else. But I prayed and I was like, you know, I'm so grateful that she loves me like this. And I had a ball. There were only 15 of us there, including two of the grandbabies, but I had fun. I had fun and I was surrounded by people who came just because they love me. How beautiful is that? Sometimes people have these extravagant parties and they pay thousands and thousands to have people there who really don't care about your well-being. You know, you've paid money for people who don't really love you, for people who are looking sideways at you, for people who are jealous of you, for people who are going to talk about you later to come and eat your food and celebrate you because you want to show how fabulous you are, but they don't care. They don't care. How much time and effort do some of us put in to having people approve us? We want people to see us a certain way, so we have to take the time before we leave the house to put on a face full of makeup. We have to wrap our bodies so our, our, our waistline looks smaller than it is, or our stomach looks flatter than it is, and our butt looks bigger than it is for some of us, and some of us, our butt looks smaller than it is. You know, we go through all this for other people's approval. Now, it's different if you're doing it for you. Or your significant other. 
But so many of us, if you're going to be honest, do it for others' approval, for others to look at us and say, God dang, why? I'm not going to lie. I leave the house, 90% of the house with a baseball cap on and workout clothes because I'm either going to the gym, I'm going for a run, for a walk, or that's just what I threw on that day. But maybe twice a month, I might have on some foundation and mascara. When it comes to things like that, I don't care what people think. I have a whole husband who looks at me without makeup on, without my hair done, and tells me I'm beautiful. And that's all that matters. And my kids think I'm the bomb. You cannot be having grown kids who still think they mama is the bomb. Even my stepdaughter, who is 13, when we were leaving the house on my birthday, told me, you look beautiful. And all I had on was a mascara. That means the world to me. So outside opinions, when it comes to that, don't matter. But on the flip side, being an author with books and having book sales and being on TV and the radio, I used to wonder and worry about what other people thought so much I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was nervous before speaking engagements, wondering, man, if I mess this up, these people are going to talk about me forever. They're going to drag me. That mattered to me. And the crazy thing is, that's my story. It's my truth. It's my life. But I still cared about what people thought, how they felt. I'll never forget this author who I helped with her book posted after her book came out, she doesn't know how anybody could ever give up their child for adoption. And she said all these negative things, but she sent it and she made sure to exclude me from being able to see that. I think she only sent it to a certain, you know how you, on Facebook you can change who sees your post, but somebody sent it to me because they knew she was talking about me. And I didn't even know this person. She reached out to me to help her with her book because she read mine. I did it. Don't ask for anything. I never ask for anything in return for helping people. And I've helped. I said it and I mean it. Over 30 people that wanted to help, uh, wanted help with releasing their books. No problem. I helped them and supported them by buying their books. But that bothered me so much. And reading the replies just burned. It, it, number one, it made me want to go find her and put my hands on her. But it was her opinion. Why am I mad about her opinion that she sneak wrote? She didn't even have to block me. It's your opinion. That's your page. I've always told people, we know people who will post a million pictures a week of themselves because they need those kudos. That's their page and that's their business. We have people who have to post a billion body pics because they want people to say, oh, you look good. That's them. That's their page. If you don't like it, don't follow them. If you don't like what somebody else does on their personal page, stop following them. Don't comment. Scroll to the right. Do whatever you have to. Unfriend them, but don't talk about them because they have the right to post what they want to post. Um, I'll never forget a family member posted um, 
a, a kind of revealing shot, but she was looking good, you know, and some guy posted fake, 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 fake hair, face full of makeup, fake butt, fake this, fake that, and I love my co cousin's comment. She was like, you're absolutely right. I bought all this and it looks good, but then she posted, but I look good without it. Posted a picture of her in her comment with no weave, no makeup. Of course, she can't do it with no fake body parts, but she was still as gorgeous. And I had to applaud that. Now, I probably would have blocked that person. I wouldn't have commented. I would have taken this comment off and blocked them because that's what I do. But she didn't do that. She understood the assignment. Once you put something out there for people to comment on, they have the right to comment. So don't get in your feelings when they do so. Don't post a picture of yourself and you need everybody to tell you you're beautiful, you're fine, you look good. And then somebody says, oh wow, you gained weight or oh wow. It's their opinion, even if they're being petty and messy, let them have their moment. You put it out there for people to comment and everybody's not thinking positively. And... I think social media is a thirst trap anyway, and I learned that from my kids. I think social media is full of people who just need that reaffirmment. They need the attaboys. They need the pat on their back. And I'm one that wants to give them to you. I, 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 don't, um, I don't question that. You know, I do what I do on my page. Maybe somebody questions that. You know, it's funny. Um, for my birthday sidetrack, my boss bought me some headphones because of this, you know, so I could put the headphones on. Boys is my favorite, so he bought me a pair, and um, I can hear everything. I am on the second floor of our home, and there is um, the, I live in a, a community, a gated community. We have, um, I can't think of what it's called, homeowners association. This guy's up the street. I can see him mowing the lawn, but I can hear it clearly like he is in our yard. All right, back to what I was talking about. So celebrate you in your own way, your own fashion, and don't allow other people to tell you what you're allowed to do, how you're allowed to do it, when you're allowed to do it, because you will be living a miserable life for other people's approval. And those same people will not give a damn about what you think or how you feel when it comes to them. And they'll tell you who gives a damn about you and your opinion I didn't ask. I'm going to move past that because there's three things I want to talk about. That was one. The second is the marathon coming up. I've spoken enough about it and the day is almost here. So I want you guys to pray for me because... I hurt my hip. I was up to 12 and a half miles. It's only 13.1 miles. And I did a lot of walking. I can't do a lot of running. I can't run that long. Um, so what I would do is start off running a mile or two. And then I would walk the next eight miles. And I had to walk it under 15 minutes. It is my goal to do this um, at 14 to 15 minute miles per, per um, mile. So then I would run the last mile or two to get up to my 12 miles. 
Well, because I walked so fast, my right hip got tired of me and I was doing it so often, I finally pulled a tendon in my right hip and a muscle. And I um, had a tele, telehealth meeting with my doctor and she told me I had to stop. You know, I just explained everything. She didn't see me, she didn't put me on a machine, but I definitely knew there was a problem because no matter what I did, I put my salon pass on it, I soaked in the tub, I soaked in the jacuzzi, I turned on the jets, I, I put peppermint oil on it, rubbed it in, um, I did all kinds of stretches and everything and it still hurt all the time. So I took six weeks off. That six weeks was just up a few days ago and actually when I was out of town and I could not do more than five miles. So what I thought is I am going to reserve my energy for Saturday. So I'm working out, but I'm not doing any miles. So y'all pray for me that I can make it through that 13.1 miles and that I'm not calling my husband at mile seven saying, come get me, I'm on the side of the road, all right? But more about, um, more than that, I wanna say thank you sincerely to not only everybody who gave for this event, but everybody who wanted to give because it is a tough time right now. And I know people sincerely wanted to give something, but they're struggling themselves. And I get it, I get it. And I actually had two people pick up the phone to call me, not even text me or inbox me, to say, Sonia, I applaud what you're doing. I love you so much. I am going to cheer you on, but I can't give anything right now. And I told them, don't you worry about it. As a matter of fact, one of them, I said, what do you need? I got your back because I absolutely know this person goes above and beyond for so many people. And so you don't take that information. If you can give, you give, you give. She told me nothing, of course, but um, I sincerely meant that whatever she needed, I would have done. And... Um, I am the number one, um, I, I got the most donations out of anybody in the state. So I'm very proud of that. Um, people gave from their hearts and I, I didn't matter. I asked everybody for $5, nobody gave me five. The minimum I think I got was 10, the maximum was 400. So big ups to my, my boss, the CEO of NOLO Health in Orlando, Florida. That was a shout out. And he's also the CEO and owner of Allied Health in Sunrise, Florida. Um, big shout out to him because I told him I wanted to collect 400 and he just sent me that $400 off the rip and said he didn't want me to ask anybody else. But of course, it's, it's not that easy. So I wanted to say, you guys, a big thank you to everybody. And I just want everybody to Keep me in their prayers for Saturday. I plan on going out about 5 and finishing at 8. All right? Now, let's talk about the meat here. The meat just means the most important part of this podcast, my son. So my son, Keaton, my very handsome, um, talented, well-educated, brilliant son is turning 30 in October, and my oldest daughter's turning 32. And as you've heard me say plenty of times, I didn't raise my son. 
I gave him up for adoption, which is what my first book was about, giving a child up for adoption. And my first book just outlines the way I was living my life before I even knew I was pregnant with him. And what that pregnancy did to me and how I wanted to change my life, but things went from bad to worse. And I ended up, um, for him, not for me, but for him giving him up for adoption because I had nothing. I had no pot, no piss, no window, no home, no car, no money, no food. And I already had a two-year-old to give nothing to. What am I going to do with a newborn? It was hard. Um, it was extremely hard, as a matter of fact. I was extremely depressed afterwards. And I tried to fill that depression with just partying and having a good time. and um, But that didn't even last too long. But anyway, you know, if I've never said so on the podcast before... When I told my son's father, I, I always was under the impression he signed away his rights because the adoption agency I went through said they had to have both parents' approval. And so I gave him the dad's name and, and his contact information. And, you know, they let me know they got his approval. So let me know he didn't care. He was probably happy. And um, that was that. He was adopted by two fabulous people, um, Brian and Annie, and he went on about his life. But a couple of years later, I had ran into his father, and, you know, he was trying to, uh, you know, go out, and I was shocked. I said, you know, I, I just never thought we would talk again or see each other again. And long story short, it came up about the adoption, and he swore he never signed anything. He had no idea, he never signed anything, and he called me a liar. And so I gave him the phone number to the adoption agency, he called them, and they told him that they had no idea who I was or what I was talking about. So he called me and uh, the, the words he used when he was talking to me cannot be repeated on this show. So I hung up. No, I didn't hang up with him. I called. This is back, you know, when you had a house phone. I don't know anybody who has one now. So shout out, shout out to house phones. Um, I called on three-way and the lady answered. And I said, hey, you know, I, I gave up this child for adoption. You told me you got the father's approval. But when he called you, you act like you don't know who I am. And she was like, oh, Sonia, no, no, I, you know, I just thought he was crazy or lying or something, you know, because I got the father's approval and so on and so forth. So he yells out, you're effing liars and I'll see you in court. And he hung up and then I hung up. So fast forward a few months later. Um, I reached back out to the adoption agency and I'm told that my son had passed away. And um, before he was two years old, he had passed away and I believed it. I believed it because my pregnancy was extremely, extremely painful and complicated. I was in the hospital for months before I had my son. Um, and just 
housed up in the hospital, nowhere to go. And so I believed it. I believed it. So that was before he was two. Let's fast forward to um, a decade and a few years later. I get something in the mail and it's from an uh, adoption agency I've never heard of. And it's just a quick letter saying, did something happen in your life October 16th? Question mark. Um, if so, call us for more information. So I balled it up and threw it in the trash and I get ready to go to Bible study and then that date really, really hit me. So I took the paper out of the trash, me and my girls get in the car and we go on to Bible study and I drop them off in the front and um, I might have told you guys this story before but nothing's wrong with hearing it again. I park in the parking lot and I call the number and the lady who answers at seven o'clock at night tells me, yes, yes. First, she asked me a string of questions. My name, the date um, I had my child. Was it a boy or a girl? Um, where was I? Um, just all kinds of questions. And when she felt confident that she had the right person, she said, I have a box of pictures and letters and stuff for you from your son's parents. And then there was a dialogue. I said, oh, okay. Um, I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but using my imagination, I'm sure I said something like, it can't be too much, you know, considering he passed away at such a young age. And she said, passed away, what are you talking about? I have pictures all the way up to 15 or letters for over a decade. And I say, quit lying. My son passed away. And she tells me, I'm not lying and I'm approve it. And I was very upset. I ended up hanging up the phone. And I sat in the car so long. Next thing I know, my girls were outside because I missed Bible study. I picked them up, get them home, go on about my night. I'd say a day or two later, I get something in the mail. And sure enough, there are letters and pictures. My son at age two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And all I could do was cry and wish death upon myself and cry. I was so sad because not only did me and the adoptive parents decide when I gave him up that I would be a part of his life, but I wasn't, and I missed all this time. And this beautiful young man that I could not fathom not being a part of his life, I wasn't a part of his life. And I was so sad to the point I really wished he would have passed away as opposed to me missing all that time. And I was more depressed than I was when I gave him up. I was borderline suicidal. I was sad. But before his 16th birthday, I got a chance to meet him. And then every year, you know, it would get a little better for me and a little less stress. And um, after a while, his father, who I don't blame him at all, he would not let me see him alone. 
um, the first year or two. Uh, I don't know, he might have thought I was a little off. I'm sure people didn't even believe my story about the adoption agency saying he passed away. Um, you know, you never know, but you can't blame anybody for anything. He was being what he should have been, a protective parent. But then eventually, Keaton started coming to see me on his own. You know, um, his dad would buy him a ticket and he would come visit and um, it got better and it got better. And he built a relationship with his sisters and we built a fun relationship. And then it became the to the point where I was like, wow, did I raise him? He's so much like my brother. Did I raise him? He is so much like my family. Did I raise him? <laughs> so now, fast forward to October 16th, 2022, he will be 30 years old. My son has a master's degree and two, two um, regular degrees and uh, bachelor's degrees, excuse me. And he's still in school getting a, another master's. He's at Texas A&M. And so now he's coming here to celebrate this monumentous birthday. And his adoptive father's coming and one of his adoptive sisters. And I get to host this gathering of love and I gotta tell you guys there's nothing rather I would do with my money than to celebrate my child whose birthdays I've missed for 29 years I might have sent a gift but I wasn't present I sent a present but I wasn't present to host his birthday for me, is like hosting his first birthday. And then his fifth birthday, and his first day of school. Then his first day of middle school, and his first day of high school, and his high school graduation, which I was at, and his graduation from college, and then his next graduation from college, and his next graduation from college. This is like me celebrating all that, and his proms and talking to him about life and being a present parent. All that is bundled up for me in this one party. It's going to mean more to me than the forever memorable 50th birthday I had. My husband threw me a, a party that is still being talked to to this day. I got a car he sent for my kids, my grandkids. It was just an amazing party with well over 150 guests. Then my job threw me a party. My job, the Department of Health, there were over 100 people at that party for my 50th. It was just a grand event and that grand event, those two grand events have nothing on this party coming up. I won't be buying him a car. <laughs> I won't be, you know, buying him no house or anything. It's just the love I'm going to put into this party. I wish I could invite some of my friends from out of town, but I'm not going to tax them like that. And you know who you are. I really wish you could be a part of this because 
me doing this one party is everything for me. His father has been doing it for decades, I guess. You know, at least 20 years. At least. So, with that said, this is going to be my last podcast for four weeks. Um, I am going to start a new season in exactly one month. I'm going to start season two. And it's actually podcast 34. I, I think I had two 28s. I had two 13s. <laughs> I had two something else. So this, this is well beyond 31. But I'm still calling it 31. And what I'm going to do for the next four weeks is just pick a random podcast and repost it. That's all. That's all. So this is my little break. Just like TV shows have their seasons, this is my season. And I'm walking into my season full of gratitude. I am so grateful for every ear listening to this. I am so grateful for every positive email I receive for the text messages, the phone calls, the sharing of these podcasts, the love I have received, the growth. It is amazing what me speaking truth to you guys has done for me. It's released so much pent up stress and anger and animosity it has showed me how to love agape. It has showed me how to forgive. Just me talking and speaking my truth, releasing this anguish has really saved years off of my life. And I appreciate everybody who listens and who has given me affirmations in love and positivity. The, the growth is real, you guys. And when I come back, it's going to be with the book release. I promise, because once I say something, I stick to it. It's going to be um, about this birthday party. I know I only spoke about my son, but my oldest is turning 32, and she'll be here for her birthday all the way from Missouri, Kansas City. And my son's coming from Texas, and... His father and sister are coming from Oregon, and it's just beautiful. But she turns 32 a week after her brother turns 30, so we're doing a twofer here. Um, but when I come back, you guys, just be ready. Be ready. I've already reached out to someone to, um, to market these for me since I haven't done it, and to grow. To grow and I have no one to think but you guys thank you so much thank you and look out because 53 a marathon and a 30th birthday party <laughs> we about to go all the way up you guys so I am anxious for guest speakers yeah guest speakers in season two I already know Tammy Paula Phil, Quentin, who happens to be my husband, Tweet, who happens to be my daughter, Keaton, my son, 
Ty, my daughter, I'm having all my kids, all three of, well, those three, those three, not the other three, not yet. Um, then a couple of people who reached out to me and I spoke about their podcast. It, I, I created podcasts on their situations. If they would like to be guests, I would love for them to be guests. Um, the guy who, him and his husband adopted a son and how people really went in on him. I'd like to have him on the show to see how things are going for him. Um, the person whose child won't speak to them anymore based on what the other parent fed them for years. I'd like to see how that's going. So we're going to do some recaps, catch up with some people, have some shows where we have guests, and we're going to do it, you guys. And I hope everybody who's listening sticks with me. Stick with me. Share if you like, um, but stick with me. All right? Peace and blessings to you all. See you in a month.